right, Roberta, you made it through. <laughs> but you brought me to the closest to tears I've been yet this morning, so thank you. Thank you, everybody. I got one more chance. Said anything yet? <laughs> put on, put on. <laughs> what I was going to say is, I have one more chance <laughs> to ask who did the spiritual practice last week, <laughs> which was on relationship. Right? Healing relationships. And Nikki, um, she's already raising her hand, uh, so I'm going to go to Nikki first. But who took on the spiritual practice last week? Healing relationships. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, like she's going to know, right, Sterling? But Nikki said when she came in, I've got one to share. So thank you, Nikki. Tell us about it. Well, uh, I chose the uh, healing relationship of the earth. Um, we need to practice that. It's a precious gift we have. And uh, prior to this um, day, I, I worked for a, a group of, uh, called Home Instead Senior Care. And we go into people's homes. And so I asked the families to make sure that I had recycling things to um, recycle. And I also, because I am only there for part of the time, I've made sure that all the other caregivers that come in know to do that too. Mm -hmm. But I also thought that it would be kind of neat to challenge the trustees. And just in the summertime, make it one degree warmer and in the wintertime, make it one degree cooler. How much we could save in energy on this big building. Think about it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Nikki. That's all it takes, right? Each of us doing our little part. So I don't want to give anybody else a chance to speak. Yep, I see a hand. So we weren't here last week. We were actually in Colorado uh, visiting our granddaughter. But when you talk about healing relationships, we've had a, a difficult situation out there. Um, Ella, our granddaughter, lost her mom, Jennifer's daughter, and my stepdaughter when she was one. And uh, her dad has made it a little difficult for us to get out and see her. But I think we made significant progress last weekend. We, we had meals together. We Well, this time last week, we were fly fishing with Ella in the Rockies. Um, so I... In terms of healing relationships, that was probably the best we've had in quite a long time. Right. Beautiful, Hans. Yeah. I see that continuing. All right. So thank you all of you for each week taking on these spiritual practices um, because that is how you will live into these teachings. So some of you, many of you were here seven years ago, right, when I came to interview, right? And I spoke on seeing through the eyes of love. And, and at that time, I shared a lot of stories that didn't involve all of you because I didn't know you. 
And now, seven years later, as I look around this room, I know so many of you so much better. There's hardly a face in here I don't recognize. And so what does it mean that this is my last service to see through the eyes of love in this community and to acknowledge the love that is so present here? So one of the things that I wanted to do today was to acknowledge as community our covenant with one another. At some point during these last seven years, we came up with a membership covenant. And from my perspective, this membership covenant embodies what it is to see through the eyes of love. And so that's what I'd like to speak about today. The ways in which I have seen that happening. I'm going to take these off now. I remember that service, by the way, that I interviewed. There were some people that were so uncomfortable with me wearing these glasses. And they were just sitting out there wondering, is he ever going to take them off? So I will. I'll take them off for now. So the first thing is the way in which Unity Spiritual Center aligns with and teaches Jesus as our example, not the exception. That we in Unity Spiritual Center use the example that Jesus set of what it means to show up and be the Christ light. And that has caused, believe it or not, that idea and the way that I've expressed that, which is that Jesus is not the exception. Jesus is our example, was something that for some people that were here seven years ago was too big of a stretch. And they came to me later and said, you know, I realized when you made that statement that unity just isn't for me because I still see Jesus as the exception. And for each one that is left here in those seven years because that was too much to take on, I bless them and trust that they have found the right path that works for them. Because the whole point is to find that divine within and live from that place. But for those of us who are here in this room that have stuck with it for these seven years, Jesus is our exception, is our example, not the exception, right? Yeah. And so how does that show up? How does that show up in a, in a world where there's so much chaos and confusion and division and all of this other stuff? And I think for me in the last seven years where I saw this coming and shining through in the most spectacular way was back a few years ago when we took on the idea of supporting the migrant families by holding a family reunion party for them. And there were, maybe you guys can remind me, over a hundred people, I want to say, that came to that family reunion. And I said when we did that, this is not a political thing. This is not whether we agree or disagree with what the politics of that meant. It is that we acknowledge and recognize that divine light within each and every one and we support that divine light within each and every one and we want to support those children which are the innocents within it. And we showed up, Marilyn, and all of your helpers and gave the most amazing party to those kids. We, as community, lived into that idea that we are the example here, and we will shine our light, and we will be that example. 
And as I, I thought about it, Marilyn, that was the one that just spoke to me so much about how we courageously stepped into that, being the example. I've got our covenant here. That's what I'm going to look at. So the second part of our covenant is that we are making God a priority in our life. And I think about that as well. Because where I see that coming out is each and every one of you that at the end of the service when I would say, here's our spiritual practice. Who's with me? And, and the whole room, you'd all raise your hand. And then the next week, it may be a few less. But I know that some of that was you didn't want to raise your hand and let me know because I might call on you. But you all, I've watched you. I've watched you all practicing these ideas over the last seven years. I, that was one of the things that um, I brought into community years, oh, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 years ago. Roberta found an old Unity in Edinburgh a bulletin in one of my books, and the spiritual practice was on there, you know, because I started that at one point in time. And I know it's anchored here because we were having a conversation within the worship team about whether or not we could expect that as guest speakers were coming, you would continue to receive spiritual practices. And Greg was at that meeting. And Greg says, oh no, we have to keep the spiritual practices going. I might have forgotten what you said, but I don't forget the practice. And so that made my heart sing. Because that told me that that idea, that fifth principle, it's not enough to know the truth. We must live the truth we know, is firmly anchored here through the spiritual practices that will continue even after I'm gone. For that, I'm so grateful. The third part of our community covenant comes in from our mission and vision. We are a thriving community that honors the uniqueness of each one, the gifts of each one, and supports each one in sharing their unique gifts with an evolving world. That's our mission, or somewhat paraphrased. And our vision is that I am beholding the divine light within each one, that I'm recognizing that, that I'm honoring that. And as I think about this community over the last seven years, and how we've done that. How, how we've supported each one in finding their unique gifts and sharing their unique gifts. And if you have not yet found a place to, to share your unique gifts, I want to tell you today to find that place. Engage with this community. Find a way to share yourself because it will serve you in so many ways you can't even imagine. But I see some um, that I just want to use as an example here. Uh, Sandra Busher. Uh, I don't know where you are, Sandra. You're here somewhere. Here she is. She's taking pictures again today. She's only just started. I mean, not that long that she's been taking these pictures. But she goes out, and I've spoke about this in the last couple of months. You know, she goes out with her camera down to the water's edge and takes pictures, but that's not even the biggest part. The biggest part is her wide-open heart, her wide-open spirit that draws people to talking with her who don't even know her. I think about Terry, who's got to be so glad that this is the, the last one of these big events this year, right? But Terry loves putting on these things. I know she does because she keeps saying yes to it. It's one of the ways she shares her gifts. 
with this community, right? And well done, Terry, for sharing your gift in such a beautiful way. And of course, I mean, I could go on and on, but I don't want to. I do have a limited time. But I want to encourage everyone. Roberto with your music. Denise. You know, Denise, who had a, a heart of compassion and wanted to bring food to people at uh, spring of last year when everything was shutting down and families were needing food. And, and Denise stepped up. Let's do this. So I share this with you because there's lots of teams, lots of places that you could already get engaged in, but we might need something that you have to give that hasn't even been begun here yet. This community is continuing, and I'm inviting you to think about what do I have to share? What gift can I give? And then we live into these values that we have here. The values of love and acceptance that we've taken so seriously over the last seven years. What does it look like to be loved here when I might not agree with someone, when I might not um, resonate with someone's ideas or someone's teachings? How do we do that? Well, that's where love and acceptance comes in. Love and acceptance for those who look like us or don't look like us, think like us or don't think like us. And we've practiced that together in such a way that we have created a community of loving acceptance. The number one thing I hear here from people who visit for the first time, you were all so welcoming. I felt such welcome when I came through those doors. It felt like home. It felt like family. Now, I will tell you, that does not happen in every Unity community. I was just on a webinar a couple of weeks ago with a bunch of unity ministers, and the one unity minister was talking about their community and said, you know, if you're a new person, stand up. We, we want to acknowledge you, and people will be coming to greet you after service. But new person after new person came to this minister and said, nobody came to greet me. But that doesn't happen here. You keep your heart open to love and acceptance and creating community, and it shows up. And it makes a difference. And I want you to hear that because it's each and every one of you living into these values of this community that allows this community to thrive, that has allowed it to thrive for 95 years. And who's with me in seeing it 95 years from now? Yes. And as we live into these values, it, it, it works. It works. The last two values that we have are connection to spirit. Connection to spirit, which we live into. And service, sacred service. It's amazing how many people over the past seven years have been involved in sacred service here in this community. People like John and Al and Michelle that showed up, Kristen, showed up week after week after week after week. I, I think Al has been behind that AV desk almost every week I've been here, except today. I don't know where he is. <laughs> right? We've had uh, uh, dinners, uh, appreciation dinners. and How many of you have been here for that? Where the room is filled with this many people who have offered sacred service. Now, I'm going to do a little plug here because it's my last time to be able to do that. 
But after we were shut down at meeting in person for this year, and as we've come back, one of the things that's been a real challenge is to build our teams back up. Kitchen Angels went from 20-some <laughs> Kitchen Angels down to eight, I think, the last time I heard. Right? Our AV team could use help. Our, our youth and family ministry team that's getting ready to begin full-blown again at the end of September could use your help. So I just invite you, if you are not involved here, get involved. And even if you think you can't do it, I just saw Cindy Christman's face. And it was like three years ago, two and a half years ago, I walked up to Christy, um, Cindy, before service began and said, Cindy, how would you like to take over our website management? <laughs> and she looked at me with deer-in-the-headlight eyes and pointed to Don and said, oh, he's the technical person, not me. And, of course, Don wasn't interested. I said, that's okay. And I walked away and let the service go on. And, you know, at the end of service, Cindy came to me and said, I'm willing. She got two training sessions with me, and she has been maintaining that website ever since. And if you had asked Cindy, she would have said, no, that's not for me. I'm not technical. But her yes has been such a blessing to us. So find your way to get connected within community. That, that is what I've been seeing. All right. Um, prayer. The importance of prayer. How many of you have at any point in the last, I don't know what it is, four or five years, called into our morning prayer call. Eight AM every morning, Monday through Friday, we have been connecting in community, beginning our day in prayer, beginning our day with one another, setting our intentions, holding that place of sacred possibility. Thank you to the prayer chaplains and those couple of other people who have agreed and committed to keeping that prayer call going. And if you have not joined it, I'm going to invite you to call in one day. It is such a fabulous way to begin the day in prayer. To see your world, your day, your life from that place of love. And to affirm that each morning together is a powerful way to be. And I would be remiss to not mention as well the intention circles on Sunday evening that began. 7.30 on our Zoom, Connecting in Community Zoom room. A small group is there, but it could be larger. Holding those intentions for our community. So the importance of prayer, meditation. I see it. I see it here. So, so this is an interesting one. I speak with constructive purpose about the center and my fellow congregants. If I experience personal upset with the center or a congregant, I seek guidance from spirit and then seek to resolve it. You know, one of the things that can happen is that people can get into upset. Anybody here ever get into upset with anybody else? Right? We are, we are a community of people, of different thoughts, different ideas, different challenges, different hopes, different everything. And sometimes that creates conflict. And so while he is not here today, I, I can't not bring Lee into the service. Her dear, sweet Lee. 
Perhaps you remember a Sunday service where suddenly there was loud cussing coming from the back of Unity Hall as we got upset with somebody moving the thermostat. You know, Lee had a way of um, reacting in anger, as we all can, right? But the thing with Lee is that we would have conversations about how to respond in a different way. And Lee, he would come in and talk with me, and he'd be angry, and he'd walk out of my office, and he'd go to somewhere to sit and close his eyes, and then he'd come back, and he'd be over it, and let's sit and talk about it again. Right? And so I watched Lee change in the, in the years that I was here. I watched him get a whole lot less reactionary. I saw him respond so much more from that place of love that was his true nature. And those of you who were gifted by Lee's generosity know that was Lee's true nature, one of loving kindness and giving. And so each of us has an opportunity to take these ideas, take these practices, use them, apply them in relationship with one another, having honest conversations, sharing the truth, but working our way through it, not walking away. How many times I have watched people walk away from spiritual community because they got angry with someone. Here we practice with one another. Here we hold one another in grace. I see that. I've seen that as I've looked through this community with eyes of love. I could go on and on, and it's 11.52. And one of my final things that I really wanted to do today was to acknowledge those individuals who came into membership this past year that took on this membership covenant that said yes to it. Because we've always acknowledged those members in service. And so it seemed appropriate to do that today. So if you became a member over this past year, will you join me up on platform? I know you're out there. Denise, Camden. Come on, Camden, Maeve, Linda. Yep, come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Come on. They all knew I was going to call them up here. This is not a surprise. Come on up. There are actually eight new members. Some of them are missing here today. And so I'm really grateful to you all who were able to be here. I'll let you know who they all were in a moment. But um, all of you, as you became members, accepted with it that membership covenant that I was just talking about. We're going to do an anointing of their hands in a minute, but I'm going to ask Michelle if you will put up that membership covenant. And while all of our new members are going to be reading this with me, you all are going to be joining. And if you are a member, recommitting. And if you're not a member, asking yourself, is this something I could get behind and say yes to? Do I want to be a part of that at an even deeper level by becoming a member? So Michelle's going to put them up there. We're all going to state this together. I want you to think about how these statements allow us to see one another through eyes of love. All right. Together. I understand and align with the basic teachings of unity. I understand that unity's 
spiritual center is based on the life and teachings of Jesus and expressed through the indwelling Spirit of Christ. I make my spiritual unfoldment and relationship with God a priority in my life. I do my part to support this center's mission to empower all to embrace and express the divine as we contribute our unique gifts in an evolving world. I do my part to support this center's vision of being love and action, honoring the divine within all. I join my community in participating in the creation of a loving, accepting atmosphere. I extend myself with love and warmth to newcomers, to my church home, and to those people attending whom I do not know. I include the center in my daily prayer life. I include the center in my financial planning, establishing systematic giving extended joyfully and lovingly. I serve as a sacred servant, thereby demonstrating the values of selfless service to others. I speak with constructive purpose about the center and my fellow congregants. If I experience personal upset with a center or a congregant, I seek guidance from spirit, then speak with and resolve any upset with the persons involved. I recognize that my presence and participation at the center's services and activities is a contribution and a gift that enhances the experience for all. As a member, I make attendance a priority. Together with my community, I commit to co-creating with God the ongoing dynamic life of Unity Spiritual Center Westlake. I recognize that we help the center to expand its programs and services. As our community thrives, it blesses and serves thousands of others like myself. I join my community in honoring the spirit in me and the spirit at work through our congregation. Joining us as new members today is Maeve Nelson and Camden, oh my God, Camden Lochner. I knew that. It just went out of my mind. Denise Demet and Linda Thunberg. And Linda, by the way, was a member but had moved away for a while, and she's back. So what I need are four volunteers to come up and anoint their hands. So one, two, two more. Kathy, three, one more. Ah, Peggy, four. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Let's see. Could be plenty there. Some there for you, Kathy. And there, there, there. Those, those have no stoppers, so just so that you know when you pour, they'll pour. Okay? All right. All right, so what I'm going to invite us all to do is to hold each one here as that divine Christ-like that they are, as I invite our other members to anoint their hands, um, their, their, you could anoint their third eye, their heart chakra, whatever. But we anoint them and see the Christ as one. 
Thank you for the announcement. Thank you, Ed. Thank you, Marilyn. You guys stay for just another moment. Thank you, thank you. All right, and now we are going to do our unity blessing for them. We love you, we bless you, we appreciate you, and we behold the Christ as you. Together? We love you, we bless you, we appreciate you, and we behold the Christ as you. So I have a gift for each one who became a member, um, and I will let you know who's not here as well. So Catherine Katz, some of you might remember Catherine's name. She, too, was a long-ago member, uh, had taken care of our bookstore before Margie, and came back to us during these months of shutdown. So Catherine was not able to be here today, but we recognize Catherine as a new member. Denise, thank you. Thank you, Denise. I'm going to give hugs while we're I know. Jeff Lobos, who is also not able to be here, um, but Jeff joined. Camden. And May. Here you go. Thank you. And Linda. Thank you, Linda. Oh, we love you all. And then we have Edith Vazquez. How many of you did not know Edith Vazquez wasn't even a member? Right? Like, what? Well, she became a member, but she's in Puerto Rico, so she couldn't be here today. And then uh, one of our other young people who took us up on the, hey, why don't you join after graduating from YOU, and that's Corey Zeman. And so we recognize Corey as well. So thank you. Let's give our new members a round of applause. Thank you. Okay. I'm going to put on my glasses one more time. And I just want to end with this. One of the things that I've recognized is that all of you will continue to be carried with me in my heart. As I think back to this time and I stay connected, you know, in whatever way we can, what I'm going to know is that each of you are taking this on. You're living into three simple ideas that I have spoken about over and over and over again. Number one, what does love look like here in this moment? What does it look like to be loved? Number two, am I willing to stretch through the uncomfortable because seeing through the eyes of love will make you and I uncomfortable? And number three, I know it's there. Now go and be the light. Now go and be the light. I've been speaking about being the light for 20 years. And I leave here today knowing that you are going to be the light. And as each of you take these ideas and live into these ideas from this point moving forward, you will carry me in your hearts as well. And that is really the best way that I can think of that you can honor me in this time here at Unity Spiritual Center. Now go and be the light. Thank you, and God bless.
up here, she forgot the spiritual practice. 